Hey there, you're listening to the Quint. Hello everybody, you're listening to a special news and views podcast on the Quint. And I'm your host, Shorbury. In 1960 came this extremely ambitious film starring Madhubala and Dilip Kumar and it was directed by K. Asif and that film was called Mughal Azam. There were long queues for tickets for that film from what I'm told and it was also the widest release of any Indian film at that point of time but it left behind a whole lot of nostalgia. And then years later in 2016 came an equally ambitious adaptation of this cult classic in a grand broadway style musical and before that india had never really seen any production of that stature in terms of musicals and i'm glad to tell you that in this podcast i'm joined by two people who were an integral part of this award winning musical firoz abbas khan the person who directed it and neha sargam one of the actors who mesmerized the audience with the role of anarkali first of all thank you both for joining me in this podcast Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> so, after the success of Mughal-e-Azam, you both have come together to work on a new project and that's what we're also here to talk about. It's called uh, Ronak and Jassy and it's an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, one of the most popular plays of Shakespeare. Can you tell me a little more about this project? I'm only asking that because there has been so many other adaptations of Romeo and Juliet um in English alone there were so many of them and right. then also in Bollywood and other vernacular languages. Yeah, I think look uh, this is a timeless love story. So what you do is that you take Romeo and Juliet the essential elements of Romeo and Juliet and then you tell or what you call a retelling of that. So I would say that there has been a retelling of the story and all of them bring in their own ideas to make it more contemporary and make it more connected with the times that we live in. And so has been with Ronak and Jassy because uh I thought that after locking my horns with uh, another classic called Mughal-e-Azam <laughs> I wanted to sort of you know make it more difficult for me so I went the other way and also the most interesting part about this version is that it is in verse and it is original so I would not even call it an adaptation I would call it a reimagination of the original and it has got the elements and the contours of uh, Romeo and Juliet but it's still a totally an original reimagined work and the other thing is that it's a musical so which romeo and juliet wasn't uh, of course there have been so many versions of from romeo and juliet in all languages in english and in many other languages too but i think every time uh, it comes and if it's done well it continues to uh, to really stir your imagination and people get deeply affected and that's a great thing about a classic that it transcends space time it's never uh, dated because you can connect it at any time and that's what we are doing with uh, ronak and jassy and since it's also a musical can you also tell me how is it going to be different from mughal-e-azam because different music it's punjab <laughs> it's authentic punjab it's uh, it's uh, traditional punjab that we have gone to so it's got uh, all that music i mean some outstanding piece of music
what is going to be your desi addition to romeo and juliet because in india we've seen so many issues between you know lovers there are caste issues class issues regional religion uh, linguistic mm. it goes on so we have a lot of content in that sense in right, india so yeah. what is your what are you infusing it with see the thing is it's very easy to go into a caste religion so on and so forth i think what really we are saying is that uh, it's it's about hatred and i think what we are saying very clearly is that love has to triumph hatred is strong it's very intense it's very violent also but it will get exhausted but it is love that will face the wrath the love that is going to face all that comes to it and uh, that's where i think that this particular version is very clear that where it stands in its humanity the other important part is that this version has gone through uh, a bit of a kind of a journey in which there's a very strong voice of jassi so there's a very strong gender bias if you would call it and that is the voice of jassi she comes across as very strong in many ways uh, we intend we i think at least i am looking at this play from the eyes of jassi So Neha I want to tell you this that everybody wants to be a part of a musical like the minute we even just put in a earphones and we just walking down the road with some music blasting we think that it's a big musical Shouldn't do that <laughs> I know and that's bad. so but unfortunately India hasn't really had a very thriving musical scene although bollywood movies are almost there it's still not there yeah. but you were a part of one can you tell me how was it to be a part of this uh, you know new thriving scene in India uh first of all it should be more in fashion i think we shouldn't be uh, deprived of this the way you're saying that you know you compensated by you know <laughs> plugging both the plugs and walking down the road with the sound blasting in your ears don't do that okay but yeah uh, i think um uh it has started and i i think i have been uh, fortunate enough because i come from a background uh i come from a musical background and i had a or different destiny and i got into acting and then i tried my hands into acting through tv and many shows that i did but then there came a time where i did a show and after that i really sat to think that what should i do next because the shows that were being offered were uh kind of we we entered that nagin zone and all oh. so so the that that zone was there and were you I, offered nagin <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh no not not nagin but uh, i was called for the show um so i mean on indian so, satellite channel channels you see women have become mosquitoes they become yeah. hands, except being very strong women nagin, they are everything else. morni uh-huh. nevla all and all doing, yeah. yeah so i had done a show where i i had played a, the role of a rape survivor hmm. so after that i was really looking forward to doing something more substantial not going downwards um mainly and creatively and that's when i was declining a lot of shows and mughal azam came and Mm, my first reaction was really like i'll get to sing dance and act all these three things i think that is like a blessing so um i took time to realize and took time to sink in that something like this is coming up and then i became a part of it and then when ronak and jassi happened i was like how great is that because uh, see in a this is more of a musical in the way that here more than one actor is singing ronak and jassi is i think a musical in its truest, truest sense mm-hmm. we mostly see artists do one thing 
at a time like in movies or in a theater often how do you actually coordinate with all the three things like acting dancing and uh, singing i think you are born with that coordination it's just that you need to have the right opportunity and someone to guide you in that way so you can pull it off i think we all are born with it you can dance sing and act all together i wouldn't bet on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah intrinsically yes you do have those yeah you talents, do yeah. Th- have those qualities in you but uh, yeah it's it becomes difficult when you um, when you're wearing a manish malhotra costume and you are on stage and there's no scope for going wrong hmm. and making a mistake and then you're singing the toughest of songs of lata mangeshkar composed by uh-huh. noshad ji and you're dancing to the tunes of mayuri upadhyay then then of course a lot is at stake and uh, you have to manage it with a lot of finesse and grace and everything so there comes sir and there comes the practice that goes into it and you know all of that so i think all of that has to you know be practiced together and all that but if you're talking about how do you manage to do it i think that's that's somewhere in us so um you've played anarkali and now you're playing juliet are they mm. both tragic lovers but um how is your juliet going to be different from anarkali first of all i am to jassi <laughs> and and uh, she is a very normal girl like from a very normal household and uh, as i told you she is from a normal household anarkali was not a normal girl she was a kanis she was a courtesan and um, and uh, the era is different the so the circumstances are different they all are fighting for love they both are fighting for love but the circumstances are different who we are fighting with is different and i see jassi more as salim in the play I like see. she is at that place where she's fighting with her parents and asking why not if i have chosen someone who's not valid then give me the reasonings and if your reason is not good enough then why am i not allowed or asked or supported to fall in love with someone who fallen who i have fallen in love with so uh she's asking very basic questions that give me a valid reason not to love him and if you don't have a valid reason then let me be can you also sing a couple of lines from any of your favorite songs from ronak and jassi <coughs> yeah so it's a uh, mostly i'm singing a duet yeah so this is one of the antras from one of the duet songs रब को भी मना लेंगे रब को भी मना लेंगे दो दिल मिलकर उन्हें जीने की दुआ देंगे दो दिल मिलकर उन्हें जीने की दुआ देंगे
पाना है एक दूजे को ढूंढना मिलने का बहाना है एक दूजे को ढूंढना मिलने का बहाना है लवली थैंक्स लॉट फॉर सिंगिंग दिस So I want to come back to you. Um, so before Mughalism, we've seen some of your productions. They were really minimalistic in nature. We have to, um, you know, talk about Tumhari uh, Amrita. It was just a bunch of letters being read by a couple of actors, and now you've made the shift to a musical, which is the exact opposite of minimalism. So how did you enter this stage, and is it here to last? Uh, nothing is there to last because if it's anything to last, it means that it's dead. So it's not going to be. It's a part of a journey. I think I was fearing that I was becoming my own cliche, and after some time, you know, you start doing things and you get very comfortable with it, and you like that place. So I think the comfortable zone is a dead zone, right? So you you don't grow there, and I felt that every time I'm doing, I'm minimizing everything. But most of the minimalism came one by aesthetic choice, the other was also by the compulsion of infrastructure. Because if you land up in a theater and within five hours you need to put up a show, you have no other choice but to be minimum. so you're forced by circumstances now here was an opportunity for me to go in exactly the opposite direction and i thought that journey not taken that path not taken uh was very very exciting for me very challenging and i said let me go there and and test myself otherwise i would always call myself you know somebody who was minimum and even make it into a great virtue it's not necessarily so just because i'm comfortable doesn't mean mean that it's virtue it may also be my limitation so i wanted to challenge my limitation which i thought was coming in by doing minimal stuff so when you also talk about the infrastructure um what kind of an infrastructure does india need to have more such productions and are we like closer to getting it since you're on to your second one now uh what it mean by infrastructure that we don't really make theater specially either for music hmm. concerts or for a dance performance or for theater uh, we make multi purpose auditorium where you have even what is called a shok sabha and a birthday party also or you know uh, egm meetings and occasionally a play and a music and so on and so forth so unless you make specialized theaters which are very well equipped uh with the lighting with the space and so on acoustics and so on and so forth we will never be able to get a big production it is truly to use the cliche putting the Uh, you know the cart before the horse and that is what we are doing now mughalism is uh, what what you call a deviant mm-hmm. right it's not a normal behavior it's a deviant behavior and the deviant behavior has worked because we managed to do it because mm-hmm. i had great support from shapuji palanji now this deviant behavior has slightly extended itself into ronak and jassi so ronak jassi is still a far more sensible uh, way in terms of its production i can perform this play at various places so it's not like mogalism mm-hmm. where i can only do in couple of places and mm-hmm. i cannot do that whereas ronak jassi is far more flexible ronak jassi is a very good combination of the maximum and minimum coming to a middle ground that's how i managed it here So in terms of casting crew are you working with pretty much the same people or are there new additions So there are new additions like for example the writer is original new writer uh the set designer is new but the rest of them are the same Mayuri Upadhyay once again who I completely adore and love she's a fantastic collaborator then uh, John Narren the projection designer then uh David Lander the muse the lighting designer 
then Piyush Kanojia, the music director. So all these guys have all come together again. So most of my team, and then of course Neha was an Arkali, and Neha is now Jassi too. So yes, I've kept some of them. And it's also very comfortable because once you start working with someone like the music director, we've almost worked for three decades together. So, you know, it doesn't, we just have small chats and small conversation and he knows exactly what I want and I know what to pick up, throw, keep, you know, all those kind of things. And the same thing with the, with Mayuri, this is my third project. So we just vibe so well and all the other. So I think over a period of time when you work with the same people, the only thing we should be uh, very careful is that are we getting very stale and static with the same people? Are we stopping stopping to grow? That's the time that you should. But you also had the one of the longest longest running plays in India I, with the same actors. How? And then of course one person I forget. How can I do that? Is Manish Malhotra. Hmm. I mean I've done twice with him. And he, and in fact, I didn't, I wasn't very sure that he would like to do Ronak and Jesse. So I just told him, you know, Manish, this is not Mughalayazam. <laughs> this is not in the same. He says, whatever you do, Feroz, I want to be part of that. It doesn't matter. And he says, don't even talk about money or anything. Whatever you have, you give, I will give you the maximum. You give me the minimum and I will make sure that wow. you have the maximum. That's the kind of a person he is. He's not just a great designer. He's a great human being. And most of the other people I'm talking about, they're also great human beings, mm. you know? So, I mean, you know, working again with them because theater is like a long-term commitment. A cinema, television is almost like a one-night stand. You come, you meet, <laughs> you know, you have a bit of fun and go away. But theater is a solid commitment. And having a solid commitment, you live together, travel together, stay together, unless you have people who are of the same value system you can't take it for a long time yeah so since you've talked at length also about how a musical works i have a lot of curious questions on it like a whole list of questions because i think it's this is a long podcast <laughs> <laughs> thank god for that so i think that it's you know more than a play and it's still it's bigger than even a Bollywood film even with all its costume and it's set because all the changes are happening real time mm. so I'm really curious about the entire process of a musical like how do you zero in on a plot how do you go about adapting it how do you um, you know decide on the music how do you um, sort of coordinate with this you know you know the big crew that you have and what really goes on in the backstage when the audience is glued to the stage see i think mughal azam is rather <laughs> beware <laughs> sir she's going to have her own musical <laughs> very soon <laughs> i'm very glad you're asking actually yeah. questions that normally uh, people don't really ask because you're discussing the process now mughal azam is one part and ronak and just is another with Mughal Azam, the first the challenge was is how to actually translate a film script into a theatre script. Because a film is in small, small portions, right? And it is more what we call an episodic in nature. Now, how do you take that and make it into a coherent theatre experience? So in Mughal Azam, I picked up a narrator. And I thought that narrator who was there in the original film was an unrealized part. It had great, and I think when it came to editing, they must have edited him. So there was... There was uh, his presence, but there was still uh, uh, a lot that he could do, which was not used. I thought that if I can have the narrator become my sutradhar, who can tie up the whole play together. So he became my first choice in terms of writing, because without a structure, I cannot go on the floor, hmm. because the film has a completely different uh, structure. Correct. It comes in small, small portions. Okay. Now, how do we do it like a, you know, and yet it must have a fluidity. Hmm. So the first thing was to get the writing. 
and also rewrite certain things edit a few things mm-hmm. join a few things together because normally a cinema has something mm-hmm. like you know it could have a dante scene the at scene something like that a play normally has two three scenes in first act and two three scenes mm-hmm. but yet i had to have more scenes here but yet it needed to have that length and also a coherence in terms of the plotting so the first thing to just get it right uh the good part is with bohlaism that it's originally a play hmm. from which it was inspired right. so structurally it is a play it is not that much cinema it isn't holding to a close up for a long time or a twitch of the eye or just move of the eyes it doesn't do that a lot uh it does in certain parts but it's not it's still a theatrical production so that was easy uh to do the other is that how do we make the production very fluid so that we go from one scene to the other one to the other rather than waiting stopping nothing of that sort it is here that i had to use technology hmm. and then technology was a combination of real with three dimensional sets and the two dimensional uh, projection now the projection should not look like a projection they should be more like paintings or matted Indented, you know yeah. yeah so it and it should have a kind of a synergy with the uh, with the three dimensional set and also with the lighting and with the costume so mm-hmm. all of them must come together and right? how do these really ostentatious costumes get changed in the backstage like that yeah, that that's magic that you that need magic. to come and imagine okay. we do that yeah. <laughs> i guess we'll we'll <laughs> so 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 all these elements must come together it should be quick changes it flows and then we are using graphic in the front and the projection at the back so i think all of it evolved honestly a lot of things i didn't know till i went on the set Did you have any hiccups? Well, there were. I mean, 3 days before <laughs> the show I thought this was the worst thing I did in my life and this was perhaps honestly because there were some technical challenges they were not coming right and I didn't know how to solve it because it just was not happening and without that the play was stopping and stuttering and fuming and I was doing the same thing. So all these elements to come together as i saw the production because a lot of things evolve as you go there so i said okay here i need a script to be put let it be lit from the back let this come here let this go there and so it was a lot of the production visual design did happen as i was rehearsing on the set and hmm. that's why then slowly and you know like for example there were some things i thought in the rehearsals they weren't working so hmm. then all kind of technical challenges became creative opportunities for me so i converted those challenges as a solution but i had to do it in a more creative way so it looks more you know within the kind of a style in which i was doing the production and that's how it evolved uh, mughalism and this is going to be my final question to you both because mughalism was received so well are you a bit nervous about how uh, ronak and jessie is going to be received i am uh, myself not comparing both the plays because they are completely different and uh more so because i'm a part of it i know that there are totally two different kind of plays two different kind of setups and even though sir might say that it's on a smaller scale but i think it still has its own grandness and and it's it's very lavish in its own way because the era that it that uh, ronak and jassi represents uh i think um, whatever um royalty we've given to that era i think it justifies for it and uh, and they both are totally different the treatment is totally different the script is totally different um the music is totally different i think i don't know to elaborate a lot but if i look at it and try to frame it i think uh, mughal azam is a robust spectacle and this is poetry in motion one is very uh, 
what is called male and the other is very feminine that's how i would i would look at it and and understand and experience this is very soft uh uh rodak and jesse and uh, and because it's also in verse so it makes it far more uh you know and that one has got that robust quality of a of a era and a period in mohal so as i said one is a a uh, robust spectacle and the other is poetry in motion so should we end with another tune any yes. favorites if you can join in no i can't join <laughs> singing i wish you want to join <laughs> i think i'd be best left on this side yeah and i would also like to be excluded laiya laiya main tere naal dholna ve laiya laiya मैं तेरे नाल ढोलना एक दिल सीरिया मेरे कोलना मैं लुटी गैया ढोलना मैं लुटी गैया लाइया लाइया come for our romantic musical play ronak and jassy where we celebrate love do do give us your love it's releasing on the 28th it has a premiere on 28th it got released in mumbai in november and we had a what is called preview shows just to test out and now its real premiere is happening on the 28th of uh, february and then it's got shows on the 29th and 1st uh, in delhi please find your seats and book your tickets Thank you Firoz sir and Neha for joining me in this podcast and we'll be waiting for Ronak and Jassy's release in Delhi. For our listeners if you like listening to this podcast please subscribe to the News and Views playlist for more such podcasts. For other podcasts log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback please shoot an email to podcasts@thequinn.com. <laughs>